0: Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The podcast is about to begin.
1: Graveyard Grumbler Podcast.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 106 of the Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. I am your host, Tino Romero, Jr., a.k.a. the Graveyard Grumbler. Today's episode is another true crime episode. But Grumbler, you're killing me with this. I know, but it's not serial killer. It's a different type of true crime. It's a true crime episode that was actually highly recommended for my brother, Chewbacca. He called me up. I mean, I'm surprised he even called me, to be honest with you. I'm still waiting on the previous phone call from like three weeks ago when he said he was going to call me back. But I mean, other way, I, I, I'm, that, that's besides the point. He gave me a ringling a ling today on his uh, Palm Pilot phone, and he's all, uh, yo, dude, I have an episode request. And I said, yeah, man, shoot it. And he told me, dude, you need to do a true crime episode. I said, I have been doing true crime. And he's all, no, you need to do animal attack true crime. And I said, what? He's all, dude, I was hearing a little bit of this. I don't exactly remember the entire story, but look up Travis the chimpanzee. And I said, all right, done. So I looked it up. And now we're doing this. <laughs> Today's episode is going to be on the chimp attack by Travis the chimp. This, I mean, I'm sure we've all heard of it. This occurred back in 2009, but I, I, just feel like I have to add my grumbler, my my grumbler spice to it. So let's go ahead and get into it. I want to thank my brother Chewbox for recommending this episode. I didn't even think about doing animal attacks, and I might be, I, I not, I might, but I will be doing this uh, several more episodes regarding, or uh, just, just for animal attacks, because there's some crazy-ass animal attacks that I'm sure we haven't heard of. So let's go ahead and get into it. How did it start? This, how, did, how did it even start? How'd they even come up on a goddamn chimp? Well, let me tell you. Travis the Chimp was born near Festus, Missouri on October 21st, 1995 at Mike and Connie Braun Casey's compound, currently named the Missouri Chimpanzee Sanctuary. In a separate incident, Travis's mother, Susie, was fatally shot following an escape in 2001. Now, I'm not going to tell you. At least I shouldn't have to tell you. But we all very goddamn well know. There's no reason why someone should have a sanctuary of chimps. If they're not chimp uh, (laughs) professionals. Anyway, but let's. That's besides the point. Sarah and Jerome Harold purchased Travis for fifty thousand dollars from a breeder after he was taken from his mother when he was three days old. They named the chimpanzee for after Sandra's favorite singer, Travis Tritt. That's where they fucked up. The Harolds raised Travis at their home at Rock Remon Road in the North Stamford section of Stamford, Connecticut. Now, number one, Travis Tritt is has maybe like three good songs: Bonnie and Clyde. Here's a Quarter, and 10 Foot Tall and Bulletproof. That's probably the only three songs Travis Tritt ever had. And for her to have him as his favorite singer and name his chimp or name her chimp after Travis Tritt, that's where she fucked up. That 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 was strike number one against the the chimp's uh, temperament. I mean, if I was named after a singer who sucked, I would have really bad rage issues myself. I'm, I'm not saying that this is the cause of it, but I can understand if this was the cause from it. I mean, come on now, Travis Tritt you don't know who he is, look him up. Here's a quarter. It's my favorite song. Travis was the Herald's constant companion and would often accompany them to work and on their shopping excursions in town. Now, look, I live in Texas. I live here in, in gorgeous South Central Texas. Beautiful. I love, I love Texas. I don't like the politics, but I love Texas. If I saw a goddamn chimp in the middle of H-E-B walking around just la, 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 I would have some goddamn issues with a goddamn chimp in the goddamn HEB, not because it's an animal. I don't care that it's an animal. I like why wa- I. I mean, you can bring a service ostrich, a fucking service dog. You can uh, service iguana if you want. But we all know from several Animal Planet specials how aggressive chimpanzees are. Not to mention how goddamn big and strong these goddamn chimps are. So if I saw a chimpanzee in the middle of H E B just la laing around in his little light up shoes, I'm probably gonna exit stage left because I don't want to get fucked up by a chimpanzee. Oh, but grumbler, they're not all aggressive. You're absolutely right. But what if I come across that one aggressive one? This chimp, this chimpanzee's throwing up gang signs to me, and of course I'm not no punk because I was grew I grew up in the hood, like the hood though, like really, really, really from the hood though. I can't just let this full set trip on me in the middle of H E B. But, I mean, I'm not a bitch or anything, but I'm not going to do anything to fight a chimpanzee. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> the Harold's owned a towing company and Travis would pose for photos at the top and ride with the tow truck. His seatbelt buckled as he wore a baseball shirt. Travis became, Travis became well-known in the town and had been known to greet police officers they would encounter when towing cars. Look, that's all cute. We have a large chimpanzee, a fucking primate riding around in a baseball cap and a baseball shirt, waving to all the law enforcement officers. You know why he did that? He was waving to all the law enforcement officers so he can gain their trust so when he fucked people up, they wouldn't blame the chimp. They would blame somebody else. That's why he was being so nice with everybody. That's just the bottom line of what what it is. No other question, no other rhyme, no other reason. Having grown, having grown up among people, Travis had been socialized to humans since birth. A neighbor said he used to play around and wrestle with Travis. See, that's, I, that's again, that's a big, that's gonna be a no for me, dog. I'm not gonna wrestle around with a goddamn chimp. Does, do, do people understand how strong chimps are? Like, chimps can literally just knock over a 200-pound man without any effort. They can literally just break my kneecaps just with the swing of their goddamn foot hand. Do you understand that? So for me to wrestle with a chimp, you are smoking the best crack that you could ever find on the face of this earth. There is no way that I'm going to wrestle with a chimp, and you see that you see it all the time. You see people on TV and on news stations saying, "Hey, this is my chimp. let watch us wrestle." You see the the grizzly bears with the goddamn geese on doing karate with their karate masters that don't even know karate. You might as well just take them to taekwondo. That's what kind of perfect example of of martial arts skills that they both have. I'll be goddamned if I'm going to wrestle a solid, muscled chimpanzee, even if I'm playing around. That's not going to happen. Nope, not never, not once, not never, never, not once is that shit going to happen. The neighbor added that the animal always knew when to stop and paid close attention to his owner. He listened better than my nephew says the neighbor. After Travis had mauled Nash, I don't know <laughs> I don't know why he would do that, boy, I tell you. The neighbor added that the animal always knew when to stop and play and paid close attention to his owner. Listen, These are wild animals. It doesn't matter if they were born around people. These are naturally instinctual wild animals. They're only doing this to entertain you people, not not, not my listeners specifically, but the people who own these exotic creatures. They are only entertaining you and can literally snap at any given second. If that wasn't the case, then they would not have made an entire show called When Animals Attack. Awesome show, by the way. They need to bring that back. Travis could open doors using keys, dress himself, water plants, feed hay to his owner's horses, eat at a table with the rest of the family, and drink wine from a stemmed glass. He was so fond of ice cream that he learned the schedules of passing ice cream trucks. Okay, hold a goddamn minute. Hold the phone one Goddamn minute. This goddamn chimpanzee was so intelligent that he learned the ice cream routes in order to purchase himself some icy cream. We scream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream. Ah. You're telling me that this goddamn chimpanzee decided to put down his wine glass as he was sipping the scissor, sip, sip, sipping on some scissor, put down the Marlowe. 1935. It's a great year just to go get a SpongeBob ice cream, to go get a snow cone, to go get an ice cream Sandy. Is that is that what you're telling me? You're telling me that this dude decided that hey, I've had enough pinwall and I'm gonna go and get me an ice cream right now because it's. Uh, let me check my 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 Curious George watch. Oh, it's 2:35. Ice cream truck should be getting here in about two minutes. I'm gonna go out go outside and wait. Why? Why is this goddamn primate that smart, number one? And number two, why, did, why was he allowed to drink wine? <laughs> Humans can't even hold their liquor, and you're telling me, you're telling me, you are telling me that this, that this chimp was able to hold his liquor and just kick it with the rest of the fuck. Fo- you know what? It, you might as well have been rubbing elbows with the millionaires in the vineyards, while drinking wine, Mr. Chimpanzee Travis. Boy, I tell you. He logged onto the computer to look at pictures, watched television using a remote control, and brushed his teeth using a water pick. He enjoyed watching baseball on television. Tra- Travis had also driven a car on several occasions. I know grown-ass adults that can't even log on to their accounts. I know grown-ass people who don't even brush their teeth. They brush their teeth so little they only have two teeth. I know these people, like personally. And you're telling me that this chimpanzee is like, oh my gosh, it's floss o'clock. Let me go ahead and, uh, and get my little mermaid toothbrush and buzz a buzz of my teethy teeth all day long. That's what you're telling me right now. And you're also telling me that he was able to drive a car like nothing. So he's driving down to the other kids and the other chimpanzees in the family, like, get in, losers, we're going shopping. They're having a special at the farmer's market on bananas. It's time for me to go. I have to go. This is what you're telling me. Watching television with the remote isn't that, isn't that impressive? I know, I know people who own dogs that watch TV with a remote control Travis. You're not that special, bud. Hell, my cat can turn off our, our little uh our little, what is that, little robo sweeper? The little puck thing. I don't know what the hell it's real called my cat can turn off the tv when he wants to you're not impressive travis but let that motherfucker drive a car though you're going you're going to let travis the chimp drive a car what, i mean what, what would you, let me know what your reaction be GraveyardGrumbler at mail.com graveyard grumbler podcast on instagram what would you do if you saw travis the chimp or any chimp for that moment for that matter cruising along in his 64 down the neighborhood sporting a baseball hat Just doing chimpanzee things, rolling down the hood. What would you do? I mean, I couldn't tell you what I would do because I wouldn't know. I I probably would just stand there and stare and look at everybody around me. Like, was was that a fucking chimpanzee? Was that was that literally was that a fucking chimpanzee? Was that a chimpanzee driving around that car? That wasn't a monkey. Was that a monkey? That wasn't a monkey. Was that that was a monkey? Nah, that wasn't a monkey. I'm telling you right now, I would have been, I would have been dumbfounded and fuddled myself trying to figure out if that was a goddamn chimp driving around in a car. What would you do? Let me know. Jerome, which was Sandra's husband, which was one of the owners of, of uh, Travis. Jerome died from cancer in 2004 and the Herald's only child died in a car accident in 2000. As a result, Sandra Herald regarded Travis almost as a surrogate son and pampered him. See, that's where you fucked up. Sandra regarded Travis almost as a surrogate son and pampered him. Get out of here. Sandra slept and bathed with Travis Travis saying, after his death, I'm like hollow now. He slept with me every night until you've eaten with a chimp and bathed with a chimp. You don't know a chimp. You don't know a chimp even if you've done all that stuff, Sandra. It doesn't matter if you've bathed with them, slept with them, eaten with them. It doesn't matter. They are wild animals. They are instinctually wild I mean, why would you, why would you even try to sleep with the, can you imagine? Okay, now, now let's, let's throw this out for, 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 uh, what is that called? Hypothetical. Let's throw this hypothetical situation out in the wild right now. All right. So you're dating someone, right? You're like, oh my gosh, I like you. No snookums. I like you. No buggy snookums. I like you. No, no teddy bear. I love you. No Grammy grams. I love you. You're mine. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, you have a dog? Your dog sleeps with you in bed? Yeah, this this isn't going to work for me. I can't do that. See, because I like wearing a lot of black because it makes me look slimmer. It makes me feel tough, so I wear a lot of black. So this complete turnoff that you let your dog sleep on the bed with you and on the couch, I can't have that. Could you imagine I mean you're a loser number 1 for even saying that you can't hang out and and date a girl because she she lets her dog sleep on her on the bed with you with her. Number 1 that dog probably has is a better cuddle buddy than you will ever be. Number 1, let's get that thrown out there. And number 2, how sensitive do you have to be unless you have allergies? Now let me let me clarify that. Unless you have allergies, you don't need to talk about I can't I can't date you because uh you let your dog sleep in the bed. Shut your dumb ass up. Number one, so now there's people out there that are literally like, ew, your dog sleeps in bed with you. What would you do if you found out? <laughs> what What would you do if you found out that she had a whole goddamn chimp laying in bed with her chilling? What would you do? I mean, you, you're obviously not not okay with her having a little puppy dog sleeping with with in bed with her. What, what do you do when you have a whole goddamn 200-pound chimp just chilling like, yeah, bitch, this is my side of the bed. What are you going to do? What are you going to do when you go lay down and he's staring at you with that sideways look in his face like, bitch, get out of my spot. You're in my spot right now. You are not welcomed here. Or all of a sudden, the chimp gets all Planet of the Apes, 2000 Planet of the Apes, talking about, you can't sleep here. What what do you do? You're, You're throwing a little bitch fit because she lets her little puppy dog sleep in bed with you. And then now to find out that she has a whole goddamn chimp sleeping in bed with her. What do you do? It's like how how do you how do you adapt to trying to date someone or trying to go with someone? And there's two placemats. One of them's not for you, but one's for her chimp. And they're over there having goddamn uh, uh, pop tarts and porridge together while you're sitting there on the outside looking in. Like I like pop tarts too, but they don't have a placemat for you. <laughs> what kind of fit are you going to throw then? Talking about you don't know a chimp unless you bathed with a chimp and eaten with a chimp. Shut your dumb ass up. That's the problem. You put too much faith in wild animals, Sandra. This wild, oh my gosh. And again, this is when chimps attack. So I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. I'm not trying to avoid it. We are getting to the heinous attack that Travis inflicted on this young lady. How are you going to pamper? You're going to pamper a chip? How do you pamper a chip? Don't worry, I will peel your banana for you. Shut joke, boy, I tell you. So we all know there's warning signs. A lot of times, most of the time, nine times out of nine, you're always going to have warning signs of something bad that's going to happen, right? I mean, they're there. A lot of times you might not realize it, but they are there. They, they are right there. We just choose not to see them, right? Right. So you think to yourself, look, this, this poor little chimp right here, there was no warning signs. This fool just, it, he was an unprovoked attack. He was having a bad day. The ice cream truck guy was a little late on his route, pissed him off through his, old day, his whole day off. But we, we, we all know that there are warning signs. We, we know that for a fact, right? So let's get into them. In October 2003, Travis escaped from the Herald's car and held up traffic at a busy intersection. He was on the loose for several hours, this motherfucker jumped out of the car and went and just held up busy tr- traffic at an intersection. And he was on the loose for several hours, not not just 20 minutes, not for a few minutes, not for an hour, several hours. Several hours to me is three plus hours. That's several hours. One hour obviously isn't that big a deal. A couple hours is two. That's, that's obvious. But several hours are three or more hours to me. The incident began after a pedestrian threw an empty soda bottle at the car that went through a partially open window and struck Travis while they were stopped at a traffic light. Oh, Travis the Chimpanzee's a gangster. Travis the Chimpanzee's a gangster. The incident took place. The whole thing popped off because some dude threw a goddamn bottle inside of the car, which partially, excuse me, which struck Travis. Travis then said, "Oh, hold up, mom! Hold up the car, though, mom. Mom, hold up the car, though, because there's some shit that's about to pop off. You heard me." And so he, that fool, got bowed about it. He was gonna nuck if you buck. Now, rumor has it. I don't know how true this is. I haven't found the exact read the exact source word to read it from. But from my understanding, is when Travis got out the car to go to go collect the the the, the pippity paps he held his shirt above his head and, and twirled it around like a helicopter. I, I mean, I don't know how true that is. That's that's something I just read. <laughs> but I mean, think about it. How gangster is Travis the chimpanzee? He, he jumps out of the car to go after someone who threw a empty soda bottle at that hit him while he was just riding around, cruising around with the homies. Well, his mom. And he's, he's going to just... Go stop traffic and find homeboy. That food, He straight gang banged on him. He, he straight banged on him. <laughs> <laughs> when the bottle hit Travis, it startled him. He unbuckled his seatbelt, opened the car door, and chased the man, but did not catch him. He was startled by getting hit with an empty soda bottle. Unbuckled his seatbelt, opened the car door, and chased the man. But did not catch him. Number one, if an empty soda bottle striking him is going to startle him to a rage, that just reiterates and solidifies the fact that chimpanzees are not domesticated. They are wild animals. And I'm going to keep repeating this throughout this episode. They're not They're not friends. You may think they are because they snuggle buggle woggle you. You might think that. You might think they're your friends because you're 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 wearing matching pajamas, laying in bed together. That's not no. Look. I love animals. I really do love animals. However, I know when a wild animal is a wild animal. That's why I don't own any Komodo dragons or an alligator. They're they're wild animals. When police arrived, they lured the chimpanzee into the car several times, only to have Travis let himself out the other door and occasionally chase chase the officers around the car. All right, look, man. If that was me, me personally, I would have been shot thirty seven times. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That was that was that was a that was a joke. A joke. Not really. In 2003, the two thousand three incident led to the passing of the Connecticut law prohibiting people from keeping primates weighing more than fifty pounds as pets, and requiring owners of exotic pets to apply for permits. That's great, right? Fifty pounds. You have you have a, a chimpanzee which can get what up to like two hundred and something pounds, right? I mean, I think I think it's around there between, we'll say hundred to two ten. We'll say I, I'm I'm just ballparking here. I'm, I'm just spitballing here. And so because of that, we have a new law to come into place to say, look, you cannot have any sort of exotic pet that's over 50 pounds. That's fair, right? Eh, true. But I mean, what if I want a tiger? I mean, I like tigers. What if I want a hyena homeboy's 51 pounds? That's not right. That's, that's pet discrimination that you're, you're you're a, a speciest. The new, law, the new law took effect in 2009, and uh, and as of Travis' death in the same year, no one in the state had applied to adopt a chimpanzee. The Connecticut Department of Environmental Protection, or DEP, that I will refer to it from here on out, did not enforce the law on the Heralds because they had owned 200-pound Travis for so long, and the DEP did not believe Travis posed a public risk. Let me read that one more time for the people in the back. Let me read that one more time for the people in the back. The Connecticut Department of Environmental Protection did not enforce the law on the Heralds because they had owned 200-pound Travis for so long and the DEP did not believe Travis posed a public safety risk. They could have avoided what I'm about to tell you. They could have avoided it. But they chose not to because in their eyes, this chimpanzee, 200 pounds, did not pose a safety risk, a public safety risk. Boy, I tell you. So let's get into the meat of the potatoes, all right? Let's get into the attack. We are going to start talking about the attack. Listener discretion is advised. I don't know how the youngest of my ears are that listen to my pod. I don't know how sensitive some people are or how graphic their 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 imagination is or how they visualize things that are that are said to them. So I'm just going to throw out a listener discretion is advised. It's not too obscene to where it should be on the Patreon, but I just want to give that out there. On February 16th, 2009, at around 4.30 p.m., Travis attacked Sandra Harold's 55-year-old friend, Carla Nash, inflicting devastating injuries to her face and limbs. 55-year-old Carla was attacked by Travis. All right. On the fateful day, Carla, a friend and employee of Sandra's, had been asked to come over to help put the chimp into the enclosure. Number one, I'm not putting no goddamn chimp in no goddamn enclosure. You should be doing that yourself. And number three, you shouldn't be having no goddamn chimp in the first place. Why, why am I going to have to go help you get your chimp put inside the, the enclosure? I'm 55 years old. I should be watching Madlock and rubbing Ben Gay on my knees and, and making sure that I'm drinking some Kool-Aids with a lot of riboflavins. Get, get me, got me all tore up to thinking that I'm going to go help you at 55 years old. No, Stop it. Travis had left the house with Sandra Harold's car keys and Nash came to help get the chimp back in the house. Upon seeing Nash holding a Tickle Me Elmo, one of his favorite toys, Travis flew into a rage and attacked her. Now, let me slow that down for the people in the back. Now, listen to the first part of what happened. Travis had left the house with Sandra Harold's keys. Nash came to help get the chimp back in the house. Upon seeing Nash holding a Tickle Me Elmo, one of his favorite toys, Travis flew into a rage and attacked her. All she had was a goddamn Tickle Me Elmo. <laughs> tickle me. And this chimpanzee said, no, nah, that's my fucking toy. Give it to me right now. Travis is gangster. Travis said, that's my toy now, punk. In the show of terrifying primal strength, Travis uncharacteristically snapped and attacked Carla, gnawing off her face and hands. He ripped off her eyelids, tore off her nose, gouged out and ate her eyes and almost tore one of her arms off. Carla's jaw was entirely dislocated and she was left brain damaged. Out of the entire attack that occurred, the one thing that stood out to me the most was that he ripped off her eyelids and ate her eyes. He ripped off her eyelids, people. Yo, ripped them off. Just, just. And then in a, in a sick game that we used to play as a child, ripped her nose off and said, "I got your nose." No, I'm just kidding. I, he didn't really say that. But can you imagine if he did? That'd be fucked up. Calm it down, Travis. Sit down. What I mean, what kind of anger should not even that? This is a wild animal. Do we expect anything less? Do we think? Do we expect anything less from a chimpanzee not to rip off eyelids? Eyelids. Ila, <laughs> not to rip off eyelids. Tear off someone's nose. Eat her eyes. And almost tore off one of her arms completely. Did, do we I, I didn't expect anything less? When I started reading, when I started reading about this attack, nothing about this shocked me. What what I was what, what kind of made me like, whoa, was reading that he tore her eyelids off. Just for the fact that that, I mean, her eyes were closed, I'm sure. So he just grabbed them and just fucking ripped them off. Again, it's a wild animal. What makes you think? that these creatures can be tamed. Again, they they may pretend that you have them tamed and they might entertain you and make you believe that that you were tamed, but they're not. This attack was later also linked to another primary cause, being that traces of Xanax were found laced on Travis's teeth during a later examination of his body. You're going to put... Now, has anyone watched the movie Congo? The Congo is a really... it's It's a bad movie, but it's a really good movie. I say bad because the the acting was kind of eh. But the movie itself was really good. I I really enjoyed the movie. But there's a part on there where they're going to go skydive, or they're going to jump out of an airplane, and Amy the gorilla is afraid of heights. And so they say, we need to dope the gorilla. And then they give her a banana with dope in it. And then they say, did you give her the banana with the dope in it? And the guy says, yes, I gave her the banana with the dope in it. So they try to see. My question is: Why would they give him Xanax? Why would they give the chimpanzee Xanax if he was no public threat or no no worry to the to the public or anybody's safety? If you're, if you're giving a, a chimpanzee some Xanax, obviously there was some there was some shit that went down that that he was being a little a little high strung. He was nucking and bucking away a little way too much, and you try to dope him. Well, for, for some people, Xanax has some really crappy side effects, and we'll get into that here later on, but just keep that in mind. Travis was familiar with Nash, who had also worked at the Herald's Towing Company, although Nash had a different hairstyle at the time of the attack, which may have also confused and alarmed him. This dude can drive a fucking car. This chimpanzee was able to drive a car. This dude was able to learn... The route of his ice cream man and the times that he came by. I don't think that having a different hairstyle was going to set this chimpanzee this chimpanzee off. I'm pretty sure it was a lot more than just having the chimpanzee losing it because they the this person had a different hairstyle. I don't I don't think so. There had to be more to it. What are you keeping from us? He had been taking medication for Lyme disease. Harold Harold then seventy years old attempted to stop Travis by hitting him on the head with a shovel and stabbing him in the back with a butcher knife. Now listen to that, okay? Sandra, Travis's mom, attempted to stop Travis by hitting him in the head with a shovel and stabbing him in the back with a butcher knife. With a butcher knife. Now I I know a lot of people are like, okay, but still. Dude, it's a butcher knife. (laughs) A butcher knife straight impaled me in the back of the head. Sandra later said, saying, quote, for me to do something like that, put a knife in him, was like putting one in myself. She also stated that the chimp turned around and said, and looked at her it with a look as, to, as if to say, mom, what did you do? No, the chimp looked at you, not what did you do. The chimp looked at you contemplating if he was going to fuck you up. That's why the chimp looked at you. The animal grew angrier, Harold at this point, believing Nash to be dead, then called 911 and pleaded for help. I am going to play the 911 call at the end of this, uh, the episode, so do not get out of it when I say when I tell everybody goodbye. It's pretty interesting, so I want everybody to listen to it. You know how I do it. But I mean, you the, the chimpanzee didn't look at you and say, Mom, what did you do? The chimpanzee looked at you and said, look, you raised me ever since I was a little wee baby chimp. It's taking me everything in my power not to fuck you up like I did your friend, so maybe you should just back up. Travis's scream can be heard in the background at the start of the tape as Sandra pleaded for the police, who initially believed the call to be a hoax until she started screaming, quote, he's eating her. I know, I, I know one of my friends was a 911 operator for a lot of years. And, and you know, she, she's told me a few crazy stories here and there. But I, could not, I couldn't imagine being a 911 operator or even my friend answering the phone call and hearing that a chimpanzee is eating my friend or eating someone's friend. Could you imagine that, that phone call? You know, 911 dispatchers get a lot of crazy calls. I mean, I'm sure they do. Matter of fact, I know they do. My friend has shared that with me a couple of times. But could you imagine as an operator, as a 911 dispatcher, as someone receiving a phone call to receive a phone call saying that a chimpanzee is eating my friend? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that you're probably going to think it's a hoax, uh, no doubt about it, right? Right. But at the same time, you can hear the maniacal screams in the background coming from Travis the, tr- the Chimp. I mean, what as, as receiving that phone call, what do you do? Did you, you just sit there like, what? Did I just hear what I just think I just hear? I, I'm not going to lie. I would, I would have thought it was a, a hoax too until you can hear the screams of the monkey in the back. Or excuse me, not the monkey, but the chimp. Boy, I tell you. That's, that's just an insane phone call to even hear, let alone just to read that the phone call was made. A phone call about a chimp eating someone's friend. If you were the 911 operator, what would you do? Let me know. Graveyard Grumbler at mail.com. Graveyard Grumbler podcast on Instagram. Let me know what you would have done if you would have received that, that frantic 911 call. Would you have believed it was a hoax or would you have one, one un, undoubtedly believed that that shit was realistic from the start of the phone call? I need help. My chimp, my, uh, my chimp is fucking up my friend. I would have thought it was a hoax. I would have told the lady, "Please calm down. This is a nine one one operator. This is a nine one one emergency line. We only call for emergencies. Please stop fucking around with me." Then I probably would have gotten fired, and then it would have been all over. But still, I would I would have one hundred percent, without a doubt, believe that it was a hoax. Emergency medical services waited for police before approaching the house. When they arrived, Travis headed towards the police car, tried to open a locked passenger door. And smashed a side view mirror. I'm not gonna fuck around with the chimp. I'm not, I'm not I didn't, just not gonna fuck around with the chimp. This dude's 200 pounds, solid muscle. And the, I'm, I'm telling you right now, he wasn't gonna try to open a locked passenger door. If he wanted to, he really would have opened the goddamn door. There would have been no doubt about it. There, there would have been no stopping this chimp from opening the door just because it was locked. That's not gonna happen. I have firepower. I mean, Oh my God. If if I was the if I was paramedics or emergency medical services, they put it, EMS, I, I would have waited for the cops too. Yeah, I know it's I know it's my it's my job and duty to go in there and, and preserve life and, and make sure that I can help them out as much as I can. But I'm not gonna get fucked up by a champ. Bottom line. Yo, we're gonna have to call a SWAT team, we're gonna have to call Animal Cops Houston, we're gonna have to call Caesar Milan. We're going to have to call, what's his name, uh, 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 well, the crocodile man, Steve Irwin? We're going to have to call Steve Irwin in here? We're going to have to call everybody in here to get this chimp under control because I'm not going to go save this lady's life until this chimp is apprehended. You got me all the way fucked up if you think that's going to happen. Boy, I tell you. Travis then went around to the driver's side door and opened it. At which point, Officer Frank Chafari shot him four times with his service pistol. Travis retreated to the house where he was found dead next to his cage. The fool got blasted. He was shot. Travis is a gangster, I'm telling you. Travis was a gangster. He was shot by the cops he mustered enough energy to walk back inside the house and die next to his enclosure, his cat, his, his cage. If you, if, if, you can de- if you can domesticate a wild animal, why the fuck do you need a cage, right? Mic drop, boom, roasted. Sandra, who was the only one to witness the full attack, claimed Trav- claimed Travis approached Carla aggressively before getting on his hind legs Throwing her against the side of her car before launching the savage attack. Now, listen to those key words, okay? Travis approached Carla aggressively before getting on his hind legs and throwing her against the side of the car. Now, when you throw something, you pick it up and you chuck it, right? Right. So you're telling me that this champ picked up this 55-year-old woman and threw her to the side of the car. Now you may think a Graveyard, it was only but a, a foot or so. It doesn't matter. She left the ground and was thrown into a car. It doesn't matter if, if it was only a foot. She, this chimpanzee, this 200-pound chimpanzee, picked up a 55-year-old woman and threw her into a car. Am I, am I the only one who doesn't see the fucked upness about this? Am I, am I the only one? Am I the only one who sees this? Maybe, maybe we should just outlaw any personal uh, chimpanzees as pets, period. Period. So let's, let's get into the aftermath. Obviously, the attack had happened. He ripped off her eyelids, ripped off her nose, broke her goddamn jaw, almost tore off her arm. Oh, bit off her hands, by the way. Did I, did I mention that? Bit her fucking hands off. The emergency crew described Nash's injuries as horrendous. Within the following 72 hours, Nash underwent more than 7 hours of surgery on her face and hands by 4 teams of surgeons. The hospital provided counseling to its staff members who initially treated her because of the extraordinary nature of Nash's wounds. Hold the fuck up. Number 1. Pause. Let's rewind that shit and let me let me let me un, let me make myself understand this because I'm having a hard time understanding this myself this 55-year-old woman with the last name of Nash was viciously attacked by Travis the Gangster Chimp, right? Right, we, 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 understand, we, we, we understand that. Her nose was ripped off, jaw was dislocated, eyelids were ripped out, eye, uh, eyelids were ripped off, eyes were gouged out and eaten, hands were, were, were bit off. Her arm was almost completely ripped off of her body. Right? Am I getting that right? Nose was ripped off, I think I said that already. But the hospital provided counseling to his staff members who initially treated her because of the extraordinary nature of Nash's wounds. Do you understand how fucked up you have to be to cause the hospital that you were treated at to save your life? The the healthcare professionals that the, the team of professionals that worked on you to save your life had to get counseling because of how fucked up you were going into the hospital because you got mauled by by Travis the gangster chip. And again, am I the only one to see how fucked up that is? Why this story even exists? This lady was so fucked up that the, the staff that worked on her had to get counseling. That blows my mind. That 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 is that's just craziness to the extreme when you have to have when, when you have to get counseling because of a person's life you saved. Boy, I tell you. Paramedics noted she lost her hands, nose, eyes, lips, and mid face bone structure and received significant brain tissue injuries. Doctors reattached her jaw but announced on April 7, 2009, that, Dash, that Nash would be blind for life. No shit, my guy. The goddamn chimp gouged her eyes out and ate them. And you're telling me that she's going to be blind for life? I'm surprised she's not dead for life. You know what I mean? I am completely shocked that the announcement was, unfortunately, with all the measures that were available, she is dead for life. Do you, I mean, am I, am, I, am, I, am I missing something here? Is, is there a breakdown in communication? Is there a communication breakdown going on right now? Because I'm not understanding that why are they announcing that she's going to be blind for life when her eyes were gouged out and eaten? Listener discretion is advised. I should have said that before I started on my rant. The doctors reattached her jaw. But the paramedics noted that she lost her hands, nose, and eyes, and lips, and mid face bone structure, and received significant brain tissues injuries. Come on now. Her injuries made her possible. Her injuries made her a possible candidate for an experimental face transplant surgery. After initial, after initial treatment at Stanford Hospital, Nash was transferred to the Cleveland Clinic in Cleveland, Ohio. Medical medical ed, uh, technology medical advancements amazing. I, I applaud medical and science with the most utmost thousand percent hailing, without a doubt. Her family started a trust fund to raise money to pay her unfathomable medical bills to support and support her daughter. See, that's the thing that's fucked up in America. We shouldn't have to do that shit. It should just be covered. Universal health care. I mean, you know, like they do in Canada and Europe. I don't know stuff like that. Nash revealed her damage. Nash revealed her damaged face in public for the first time on the Oprah Winfrey show on November 11th, 2009. She was not at the time in physical pain from the attack and family members said she hoped to leave the Cleveland Clinic soon. Pictures have surfaced on the internet displaying Nash's face before and after the attack. If you are one of those weirdos, I shouldn't say weirdos, but one of those people that are curious on what it might look like, just Google, uh, what's her name? Just write Travis the chimpanzee attack and the pictures will come up. I can't think of the, gal's, the the lady's first name. But I'm telling you right now, viewer discretion is advised if you do Google that picture. I Googled it because I did the research and it popped up with the research and goddamn, just, just goddamn. Just all kinds of goddamn. Viewer discretion is advised if you do Google that picture. I'm warning you ahead of time. In accordance with standard procedure, Travis's head was taken to the state laboratory for a rabies test, and the body was taken to the University of Connecticut for a, necro- for a necropos- necro- necropsy. Necropsy. <laughs> but, you know, I can say the words in my head, but when I read them on paper, they look all foreign to me, so I'm trying to be all fancy. Stop trying to fancy it up, Joe. see how you fuck that up. Quit trying to fancy it up, dirt. The head tested negative for rabies, but there was Xanax remaining in his system. Necropsy results in May 2009 confirmed the chimp was overweight and had been stabbed. The remains were cremated at All Pets Crematory in Stanford on February 25th, 2009. Now, that's a big ass body to be cremated. Number one. And number two, yeah, he's been stabbed. The mom stabbed him in the back, literally and figuratively. <laughs> Toxicology reports confirm Sandra's statement that she had given Travis Xanax laced tea the day of the attack, which could have exacerbated his aggression. Sandra gave this two hundred pound human destruction, or this, this this human killing machine. No, let me rephrase that. This this primate killing machine gave him gave him Xanax laced tea the day of the attack, which could have exacerbated his aggression. Xanax is a short-acting potent anti-anxiety drug that can cause disinhibi- disinhibi- disinhibition and disorientation and occasionally paradoxical reactions of hallucination, aggression, rage and mania in humans. if that is a possibility for humans, what makes you what what, what do you think is going to happen if a chimp takes it? You know what I mean it, it doesn't make any sense why it, they're not humans, all right I know they're the closest things to us as humans. But they are not humans. Stop trying to treat them like they are. They're chimps, they're wild animals. Shortly after the shortly after the attack, a woman who lived in the same area as Harold came forward with information that back in 1996, the chimpanzee had bitten her hand and tried to pull her into a vehicle as she greeted him. She claimed to have complied or excuse me, she claimed to have complained to the Harold and to police who stated they had no record of any such complaint. Afterward, PETA members allegedly harassed Harold, although the organization stated that it did not have any official involvement. PETA's PETA. Look, I understand people hate PETA. I, I know they do. Sometimes they they go overboard or overextreme. But you can't blame them, especially with cases like this. They had a goddamn chimp wearing clothes and driving cars. PETA should have done a little more work to get this goddamn thing taken from these people. Let's continue. On May 24th, 2010, 15 months after the attack, Sandra Harold died suddenly of a ruptured aortic aneurysm at the age of 72. Her attorney, Robert Golger, released the following statement, saying, quote, Mrs. Harold had suffered a series of heartbreaking losses over the last several years, beginning with the death of her first and only daughter who was killed in a car accident, then her husband, then her beloved chimp, Travis, as well as the tragic maiming maiming of friend and employee, Carla Nash. In the end, her heart, which had been broken so many times before, couldn't take no more. Shut the fuck up. So if you're looking at a at, uh, at, uh, if, you're, if you're curious to Google, just Google Carla Nash uh, chimp attack photos, and, and, and it'll pop up. On May 28, 2011, Nash underwent transplant surgery performed by a team led by Dr. Bodden. I can't even pronounce this fool's last name. Dr. Bodden at the Harvard teaching affiliate Brigham and Women's Hospital receiving a donated face and hands. The transplant of the hands was initially successful, but because Nash developed pneumonia shortly thereafter, doctors were forced to remove her newly transplanted hands due to the infection and resulting poor circulation. That sucks. You think it's all good and well, you have hands again, you can snap and flip people off, but nope, shut that shit down. So, of course, there's always going to be legal ramifications. There's always something, legal shit that's going to happen, Things are always created at the worst times. Because again, you can't, you can't put a law into effect if it's never been broken before or if something hasn't happened ahead of time in order for that law to be created, right? Right. So let's get into some legal shit. In March 2009, Carla Nash's family attorney filed a $50 million lawsuit against Sandra Held. On May 6, a Stanford judge froze Harold's assets valued at $10 million. Other potential defendants included the Connecticut Department of Environmental Protection, the city of Stanford, and the veterinarian who prescribed the Xanax. Number one, that's fucked up that that the friend is going to sue each other. I mean, I I understand you just got mauled by a chimp, but I think at some point, okay, hear me out, hear me out. At some point, I think that you should not be allowed to sue if you were mauled or maimed by a wild animal, okay? Now, hear me out. Unless you were at a zoo and you didn't didn't violate any safety barriers or you didn't ignore any safety precautions. Now, here, for this instant, because we're talking about this attack, I don't think Sandra Harold, which is the, uh, Travis's mom, should be responsible and sued for what happened to Carla and her face and hands. Now, hear me out. I understand that it's cute that a chimpanzee, a 200-pound death machine, is cute driving a car, watching TV, eating some ice cream. You scream, everybody scream for ice cream. I understand that, but it's still a wild animal. So if you voluntarily, willingly go and put yourself in a situation that you should not be, or if you're in the in the jungle or in these creatures' habitat, and if you saw a wild chimp chilling at the bottom of a tree, are you going to approach this chimp? Absolutely not. Right? Right. But yet, Carla chose on her own free will to go help wrangle, wrangle this goddamn death destruction machine into his, into his cage. And as a result, he was already raging with whatever was going on with his little chimpanzee brain that he flipped and fucked this lady up. Again, I don't, think Carla has any right to sue Sandra for Travis attacking and ripping her entire fucking face off. Let me know what you think. GraveyardGrumbler at mail.com. GraveyardGrumbler podcast on Instagram. Let me know if you think Carla should have actually sued or she should or should has she... Hold on. Pause. And should she have the right to sue knowing that she willingly voluntarily put herself in a situation that w- was open for a warrant for attack. And, she, and it, was, uh, it was open for attack because it's a wild animal and you never know when a wild animal is not going to attack. Hence the name, when animals attack. The defense claimed the chimp had no violent behavior before the attack and the two accusations in the 1990s attacks were untrue because the chimp had no teeth at the time. In November 2012, Nash reached a settlement with Harold's estate and received approximately $4 million. Bullshit. I wouldn't have given him anything. Nash attempted to sue the state of Connecticut in 2013, but her claim was denied. She had asserted that officials knew the animal was dangerous, but did nothing about it. Nash's petition to sue was denied on the basis that at the time of the attack, no statue existed that prohibited the private ownership of a chimpanzee. In July 2013, Nash's attorney began efforts to appeal the court's decision. News reports of the incident spread as far as China. The attack, similar to another chimpanzee attack four years earlier in California, provoked discussions about the logic of keeping such exotic animals as pets pets, by sources such as Time magazine and primatologist Jane Goodall and Franz DeWall. You shouldn't be keeping primates as fucking pets! Not one little antsy, winty tinty weeny, yellow, polka dot bikini chance should you ever keep a, chi- a wild primate and treat it as a child or a member of the family. They're a fucking wild animal. So no, none of that stuff. Nobody should have been sued. There should have been charges brought against Sandra for keeping Travis. That's the bottom line. Oh, I tell you. Connecticut Attorney General Richard Blumenthal noted that a defect in the existing 2004 Connecticut law prohibiting chimpanzees of Travis size itself, a, Travis's size itself, a result of the 2003 incident, allowed the attack to occur. The DEP legitimately said, yo, since since uh, Travis uh, is has never done anything wrong, we're going to go ahead and kind of look the other way because he's 200 pounds, but we don't want anything over 50 pounds to be privately owned. But since this is our boy and he waves to us, and he, get, he shares his ice cream sandies with us, we're, we're just going to go ahead and let you keep them. So the DEP definitely should have been sued for that, for not following its own protocols. The, own, the, the, the law that they put in themselves, they ignored. A Connecticut Department of Environmental Protection spokesman clarified that Travis was exempt because he did not appear to present a public health risk and was owned before the registration requirement began. Bullshit! It's a wild animal. Get rid of them. Go take it back to a sanctuary. Bottom line, Blumenthal subsequently sent letters to legislative leaders and the DEP commissioner asking them to support a proposed law that would ban all potentially dangerous exotic animals, such as chimpanzees, crocodiles, and venomous snakes, from being kept in a residential setting. Setting in Connecticut, I agree with that law one thousand percent. I'm not. I'm not one for law. I actually believe in a lot of a lot of anarchy. And a lot of our own decisions and our own choice. But with that law, I completely agree. Nobody needs no goddamn exotic animal as a fucking pet. I want a Komodo dragon. But I'm not going to get one because I know better. I mean, my wife won't let me get a Komodo dragon. I don't know why. But still, I know better. I want to, I want to, I live in Texas. It's super humid here. I can get a kiddie pool and have a fucking alligator. But I'm not going to get one. Which, by the way, I believe is legal in Texas that I can own a fucking alligator. That that shouldn't even be a question in the law. It should ought to be an automatic understanding that we are not going to have wild animals as pets. Bottom line. The DEP was seeking a similar law banning large primates and after the incident announced that it sought the help of the public, police officers, and animal control officers to report such pets to the agency. The editorial board of the Advocate Newspaper in the Stanford also supported banning the possession of all exotic birds and reptiles. I agree. They do, they leave them in the wild. That's where they belong. U.S. Representative Earl Blumenauer introduced the Captive Primate Safety Act introduced on January 6, 2009, which would have added monkeys, great apes, and lemurs to the list of prohibited wildlife species that cannot be sold or purchased through interstate and foreign sales. Good. I like that, Bill. Let's make it happen all 50 States here in the Uni- in the USA, the attack led the humane the Humane Society of the United States to join with the Wildlife Conserva- Conservation Society in supporting the act. Travis's attack resulted in the bill's reintroduction by co sponsor Rep. Mark Kirk on February twenty third, two thousand nine. Rep. Rob Bishop argued against the bill during the floor debate, noting it would cost four million annually to do nothing directly to prevent chimpanzee attacks on humans. How about just banning them? And if and when you see them, someone drops and say look. My neighbor has like three chimps. We need to get rid of them. Then they get sent to jail or fined to where they're no longer able to have these wild animals as fucking pets. $4 million is worth it. He also claims such attacks are relatively rare. 20 states and the District of Columbia already have laws banning primates as pets. On February 23rd, 2009, the House voted 323 to 95 in favor of the bill. And the editorial boards of several major newspapers, including the New York Times and Newsday, supported its passage. The bill was never taken up by the U.S. Senate. Boy, I tell you, fucking U.S. Senate. Frank Shafari, the police officer who fatally shot Travis, was initially unable to get his therapy for depression and anxiety covered after the inf- after the incident. This led to legislation proposed in 2010 that would cover a police officer's compensation for mental or emotional impairment after using justifiable deadly force to kill an animal. On a side note, do you know how fucked up a country has to be when they deny? treatment for someone who suffered such a traumatic life experience. When you draw your firearm, that's already nerve-wracking in itself. When you fire shots and kill somebody, in this case, it was a chimp, right? But still, you shot and killed a creature, especially if you never, ever killed anything before in your life. That's super fucking traumatic. So how, as backwards of a country, where we're going to deny our people from getting help because of privatized insurance. Stupid. Graveyard Grumbler's final wrap. Let's go ahead and wrap this episode up. After the incident, NBC reporter Jeff Rossen asked Sandra, saying, quote, after what you've been through with this, after what you've been through with this, your friend in, his ho- in the hospital fighting for her life, do you still think chimps should be pets? End quote. Sandra replied, and are you ready for this? Let's go ahead and sit down for this one. Sit down. If you're not sitting down, sit down. If you're sitting down, sit all the way down. Sandra replied to the question asked by the reporter Would I have done it again? Yes, they're the closest thing to humans to us. We can give them a blood transfusion and they can give us one. How many people go crazy and kill other people? This is one incident. This is one incident that I don't know what happened. It was a horrible thing, but I'm not a horrible person and he was not a horrible chimp. It was a freak thing, end quote. Okay, listen. I understand you like to have pets and I understand you want to do that, but wild animals are legitimately, seriously, not not meant for captive, not meant for captivity. That means birds, whatever wild creature that are exotic, you know, gerbils and stuff like that. that I, I don't see that as wild animals or exotic animals. I'm also talking about like rare birds, fucking reptiles of, of the crazy kind, chimpanzees, tigers, shit like that. No, stop it. I, I believe banning all ownership of exotic animals should be taking place. And again, I'm an anarchist. I love anarchy. I don't want rules, I don't want regulations. But if we can't if we can't modify and have common sense things that happen to take care of these things and preventing it from happening, then we also then the government and other people need to step in. I'm not in, I'm not about government overreach. I'm not. But a lot of people won't listen to anybody except for the government. <laughs> it, it sucks that that happened to that Carla lady. It really does, and it's shitty. It shouldn't have happened. It should never have happened. But like they say, shit happens. Right. Right. I'll probably have another Patreon. Not probably. I'm going to be releasing another Patreon episode tomorrow. I will release this here in a little bit. And other than that, that's it. Uh, Tune in for the 911 call I'm going to play right now. And always remember, I appreciate everyone's support. Thank you very much. Please share my podcast with everyone you know. Share it, share it, share it. You right there with the ears. Share the goddamn podcast. You right there. I see you. Share my podcast. Just, Just send my link to people. And if they and if they ask you what, like, dude, what the fuck? Just say, dude, check this out. At least get me out there. One more download makes me happy. That that's my mission. And you guys better do it. I appreciate everyone. <laughs> and as always, good morning, good day, good night, goodbye. What's your emergency. Uh,
1: this is Two Forty One Rock Rock Criminal What's the problem? Send the
2: police. Send the police. What's the problem
1: there? <laughs> The chimp killed my... my friend!
2: What's the problem with your friend?
1: Huh oh,
2: please! What's the problem with your friend? I need to know. Send the
1: police up With a gun! With a gun! Hurry you're, you're up! You a gun. Please, hurry up! He's killing my girlfriend!
2: What is the problem?
1: He's killing my friend! Who's killing your friend? My, chimp, my chimpanzee!
2: Oh, your chimpanzee please. is killing your friend. Yes. She, she
1: she he ripped on her on part! Hurry up! with a gun. Hurry up, please! There's someone on the way. Look down, please
2: just <laughs> shoot lady, him! What is the monkey doing? Tell me what the oh, monkey's he, he
1: ripped her face off! He ripped her face off? He's he trying to attack edge. me! Please,
2: please, Okay, hurry. I need you to calm down a little bit. They're on the way. Can you push yourself away? I don't want the <laughs> monkey attacking you.
1: Here. Please, hurry up! Listen to me!
2: Uh, they're on the way, oh, ma'am.
1: Guns. They gotta shoot him, please! Please, hurry,
2: hurry! Are you there with your friend? I need you to help your friend. Can you go help your friend? I
1: can't. He tried to attack me now.
2: Is he still there with your friend? Yes. Okay, so then back off. Then don't get any closer, Please. okay? They're already on the way. Please. If the monkey moves away from your friend, let me know, okay? So we could try I to help think... your friend.
1: No. No, I can't. She's dead. She's dead.
2: Why Why are you saying that she's dead? She's dead.
1: He ripped her apart.
2: He ripped, he ripped what her apart? Her face? I...
1: Everything.
2: Oh. He ripped her apart?
1: Listen. I think I'm going to flee. Okay, come here. No,
2: no, just breathe, okay? I'm gonna stay I with you on the phone until they get there.
1: Listen. To me, please hurry. Please, please hurry. <laughs> oh my god. They gotta have their guns out. They they gotta have their guns out. Listen to me.
2: Oh my god. Is this your monkey or whose monkey yes. is it? It's your monkey. No, it's mine. He how just, how do you know how big he is he? How how yes, many pounds? Two hundred pounds. Four hundred. Two hundred. Two hundred pounds.
1: Listen to me, please. Where are they? Where
2: are they? And he's a chimp, correct?
1: Yes. Where where are
2: they? They're going your way. They're going as fast as they can your way. Okay. Please,
1: please go faster. Please, please, Derek. Please, 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 please. Is please. the monkey
2: still by your friend, or can you get close to your friend?
1: Please. God, no, oh, please!
2: Okay, I need you to calm down for me. I know it's hard, okay? I know it's hard, but they're going as fast as they can your way, okay? Oh my God, please, hurry.
1: please! They g- tell them they gotta shoot him because I tried stabbing him and he's not, and it made him worse.
2: Okay, Sandra. Please
1: have them shoot him.
2: They will, Sandra. I please. already have the fire department please. close by, okay? So as soon as the police get there, the fire department no, is gonna move please. in, okay? The fire Richard. department can't move in yet, but as soon as the police officers Richard. show up...
1: Please tell them. Shoot him because he's going to try to attack me now.
2: Just breathe, Sandra.
1: Shoot him! Shoot him! Sandra,
2: stay in your car. Shoot him! Sandra, I need you to stay in your car.
1: Shoot him, please. I tried stabbing him, and, and he's hurt now, too. So So he's going to attack anybody. I can't get out of this car.
2: Lock your doors on your car and stay it, there with me. It
1: don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. He will rip the doors. Sandra,
2: open. just do what I'm please. telling you to. Stay in the car. Please the police officers him will him. handle it.
1: Please tell him to shoot him. Please. please tell him. Please tell him to tell him, please.
2: They did, Sandra. They're shooting at him already, okay?
1: But he's not dead.
2: I know. They will continue until he's dead, okay? I just need you to stay please on the phone God. with me and breathe. He's
1: not dead. He's not dead. He's not dead. Oh God. Oh God. This is the end. This is the end. This is the end. You, Chip, you,
0: friend. friend. Graveyard Grumbler Graveyard. Podcast.
1: Graveyard.